This series is produced by the folks at Vic Health, Victoria's health promotion agency. But why not take advantage of it and why not recognise that actually I feel better when I eat something like, um, you know, when I sniff a tomato on a hot summer's day and that refreshes me like a tall glass of water, that's because that's Mother Nature's way of saying you belong together now. So um, it's a very romantic view of food and the world, but it's a very sustainable view as well. Hello and a big welcome to In Good Health. I'm your host, Dr. Sandro. I'm a medical doctor, public health expert, VicHealth CEO and foodie. Our very special guest today is Alice Zvlasky. Alice is an Australian book industry award-winning author of the best-selling cookbook, In Praise of Veg. Alice is also the host of ABC Radio Sunday Drive, culinary correspondent for ABC News Breakfast and ABC Radio, as well as the creator of food literacy projects Phenomenom and Nomcast. In today's episode, we'll call Alice and discuss the many benefits of eating seasonally, how we can best identify different fruits and vegetables in season, as well as a few cooking tips along the way. Let's give her a call. So Alice, when we think of vegetables, we think of you. So Mm -hmm. you're the perfect person to take us through to hold our hand as we go on this intrepid journey through the world the the kaleidoscope of of vegetables what we're talking about today is what's in season so let's just kick it straight off what we're, we're going into spring we're looking for really tasty things to eat where maybe the food budget's tight what is in season at the moment Australia is a really unique place in the world because there are so many different microclimates so We actually can eat quite widely compared to other parts of the world, Um, but spring is a beautiful time for green stuff. And if you think about it from um, a holistic perspective, what's happening in nature at the moment, um, spring has quite literally sprung. You know, the buds are opening, the, um, and when I say buds, you know, asparagus is cropping up, which is one of my favourite um, spring flings and it really is a fling because it's only a couple of months that you get asparagus every year so jump on that uh, live your best stinky wee life um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love broad beans as well broad beans are on their way so anytime that you would add peas to a dish add broad beans if you can find them yum uh, peas peas and spring are really good friends mint peas uh, some sort of crumbly cheese Oh, lemon zest. Is that because they, they rhyme or because they, they also go together? When they grow together and they rhyme together, they vibe together. You know together. they're a good combo. You know they're yeah. a good combo. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then the great thing about, I mentioned our microclimates, is that you've still got the root veg. So <laughs> if you are on a budget, root vegetables are a really great investment because they last really well in the crisper. They give you plenty of bang for buck. And there are so many things that you can do with them, whether it's roasting beetroot um, hot and heavy for an hour in mm. foil with olive oil and salt flakes and and um, cut into it. It's like butter and you can eat it like a jacket potato. So whether it's a little bit of ricotta, um, some fresh herb, you know, if you've got some mint left over from your mint and pea situation, you can pop some mint in there or, or some fresh parsley or coriander if you're that way inclined. That's yummy and that's a really nice side to a... Um, you know, a bigger meal, or you can turn that into the main event by popping some sort of pulse or grain or or legume with it 
as well, you know, whether it's a lentil or a um, quinoa situation, frica mm. is hot in the food world, get some frica. Mm. But why is it important, I mean, to be eating, we, we talk about sort of eating in season and, mm. you know, eating food when it's been grown uh, or, or, you know, at least minimising the time between taking it out of the ground, pulling it off a bush uh, and putting it on our plate. But why why is this important? You've yes. told me a few times in previous conversations that, you know, seasonality, yes, it's what's best for your body at the time. It's what's mm. best for the planet in terms of sustainability. Mm. Absolutely. But it's also what's best in the kitchen. Ah, hundred percent. Tell me more about that. Why, I, I want to hear why why it's going to make my taste buds, you know, excited Sing. as well as the planet and my body. When food is in season, it tastes better because it's got a higher nutrient value. So talk about studies. Studies are coming out that show that we can taste when food has more nutrition to it. So there's a reason why a tomato that you pull straight off the vine smells so strongly to us and tastes so uh, like it's vibrating with life because it is so close to the source and so uh, close to when it's at its best. For a cook, what that means is that you need to do very little to it in order to make it taste good. So um, you just have to work less hard, which as far as I'm concerned is the best This part sounds of very good. So yeah. for all those people out there who, who you know, maybe cooking is not their favourite thing but they love food, mm. one of the best things actually you can do to make really great food but but more simply is, is just to buy food at its best in season. Yes. 90% of the cook tip. is in the shop. That's it. Mm. So when you go shopping for your fresh produce, use your nose, use your senses and um, just use your list of what's in season, which you can access easily online. And it, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, it, if you think about it, if something has been sitting in a cold store for 12 months mm-hmm. or it's been sitting on a shelf, you know, in a, in a refrigerated um, shipping container or whatever yeah. for, for a couple of weeks, then then you know, we know that some of the vitamins, some of the antioxidants are not stable. They've, they they will break down. Mm-hmm. So there will be less, there'll be less flavor, but there'll also be less nutrients. Yep. I mean, ap- apart from, apart from a list, which, um, you know, you can, you can actually have, I suppose, on your iPhone, on a, on a note or something. I mean, one of the tips I, I often give people is, you know, often when things are in season, they look really great. They're oh, abundant, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. also often on sale because yes. it, it's the time when they're when there's a huge. So at the moment, there's there's loads of avocados. We're going, as you said, we're coming out of the citrus season. Um, but as soon as, as as soon as asparagus do hit the market, uh, you'll suddenly see them, and they they won't be eight dollars a bunch. They'll be mm-hmm. a couple of dollars a bunch. Yep. I mean, what 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 are your tips as kind of the guru of all gurus when it comes to <laughs> veggies? I mean, what is your tip? for for working out what's in season? Well, the first thing that you can do, as you say, is use your eyeballs. Lush stuff is probably in season because it hasn't had to travel too far. Green leafies in particular really don't respond well to being refrigerated. So if they're starting to look a little bit lank, then they're probably not at their best. Um, When it comes to some vegetables, they're actually better bought frozen because those are often snap frozen at their peak. Uh, and particularly if it's Australian produce, you know, Australian peas, Australian corn, when they're snap frozen, their sugar content is snap frozen along with it. And that's the thing that as human beings, we've been kind of conditioned to seek out. So you'll find that you need to flavor less when something's in season because it's sweet to our palate, which is, you know, 
such a such a boon. So you've gone shopping, you're at you're at the green grocers, you're looking at things that say grown in Australia. So particularly I love the green grocers that tell you that it's grown in so we're in Victoria, it tells you where in Victoria that thing is grown because then you know that that's come on a truck that morning and it's fresh AF and that's when you really don't have to do much at all. Um, then you look for the, when you pick it up, you look for something that's heavy for its size. So that's um, particularly things like onions, for example, or shallots. You pick that up and, and you sort of feel it. And if it's heavy for its size, then it's still nice and juicy. Garlic is, is the same. Um, then you look for if there's bruising on the skin, that's not the end of the world. That tends to be um, ideally on the discount shelf. So you can grab it and just cut the bruise out. Life goes on, but you do need to use it sooner. So if something's been treated and handled well, it'll last much better when you get it home. But if it's already got bruising on it, chances are it's been rolling around on the floor a few times. Just be mindful that you just, you know, if you're going to grab it, use it fast. As little as 100 years ago, most people knew the best time to pick fresh fruit or which vegetables would grow by the way of the seasons and climate. These days, it's so easy to transport food over long distances that we take for granted how effortless it can be to eat almost any food we want any day of the week. But eating seasonally can bring multiple benefits to our health, the communities around us, the planet and even our wallet. So, how do we know what's in season and when to enjoy it? Alice is here to help us unpack these very questions. And actually, Sandro, you know what the best yeah. tip that I have for you um, and is cropping up, pun always intended, more and more, <laughs> are CSA schemes, so veg boxes. Um, yeah. If you are the sort of person that's like still like your head spinning just listening to this conversation, let someone else curate the box for you. Um, there's some wonderful organic or conventional producers that band together and they send you the seasonal box every week for a set price and that's really good for the budget as well. And then you can supplement it if you feel like you need something else from the shops, but that's your baseline and then you know mm. I need to get through all all of this veg in order for you know my like my hip pocket not to be hurt in order for me to feel like I'm doing my bit for the environment and also I'm going to eat better because it's all seasonal delicious produce you know I, I completely agree Alice and I we actually about a year ago um, we interviewed uh, in, in a previous season as well um, a social enterprise that delivers mm. uh, really beautiful fresh food boxes um, across Melbourne and every Tuesday we pick up a vegetable box and what I've found is that we eat a lot more vegetables because they're in the fridge and you kind of think okay I've got you know I've got beetroot I don't usually eat beetroot but I'm going to go to Alice's book go to the purple <laughs> section and I'm going to look up what I can do with beetroot or you know you, you do but you, you you google it you you find a recipe mm. um, and so you you're kind of you don't want to waste it. So I, we end up eating a lot more vegetables. Yep. I find that the vegetables last a lot longer. So the kale that we get from this, this box doesn't go from the mm -hmm. farmer to the um, clearinghouse to the supermarket, which is about a two, two to three week journey. And then it comes into my house. It was picked two or three weeks ago. Mm. It, it's it's come straight from the wholesalers. It's still so got the dew it was, on it sometimes. Yeah, it was picked, <laughs> it was picked like in the last couple of days. Yes. So it means that it lasts 
you know, if I if I forget about the kale and go back to it in a week, it's actually still perfectly good as long as I, you know, take care of it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I get the box home. One tip I would give people is I think it's a fabulous idea to get a box. It really it decreases the price. It it really incentivizes trying new vegetables. Mm -hmm. Google Google the veg if you if you're lost. I get there people are. sliding into my DMs saying, oh, okay. "What do I do with chicory?" Well, most happy, of it's me. Happy let's to be help. honest. Most <laughs> of it's me. Um, but the but the other thing I would say though is is also you know learning to look after your veg mm. and and making sure that you know for example the greens go into then well, I always make sure that I I really take care of the of the greens I put the um, them into I've got some reusable and 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 uh, kind of natural product bags and things that I use. Mm -hmm. Because and I find that if I do that and buy the box, it lasts easily the full week, and and half a pumpkin will last like a month in the fridge, and I just slowly chop away at it. Um, we've eaten, we find we're eating way more vegetables now that we're now that we're actually getting that seasonal box, and it takes all of the effort out. I can understand why it's gone. These these small mm. these small producers and and companies have gone gangbusters over COVID. Yep. Yeah, and and it. Um, I, I spoke with Matthew Evans, who's just written a book on soil, which is just a wonderful book. And the number one tip that he gives is eat a diverse diet because it's the same as if we're trying to cultivate the soil to be more fertile. We're trying to encourage our own soil, our own digestive system to be as um, nutritionally sound as possible. And that happens when you eat a diverse diet. And often when we do buy vegetables, fruit, whatever it is, we, we fall into habits. People tend to have sort of 10 dishes that they go to all the time, whereas this box idea pushes you to think more creatively. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Alice. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give you my, so I'm just thinking about what's in season at the moment and two of my favorite vegetables, uh, broccoli is kind of at its oh, peak in the winter and, and it's going to be still for a while. Fennel, Yes. I absolutely love. Mm. Um, actually, three, three, because I also love silver beet. So I'm going to tell you how my my favourite three recipes for those three things. Um, the the first is, and then you can tell me you can tell me yours. So broccoli, <laughs> broccoli, I I love either charring it on the barbecue, olive mm. oil, and just char broccolini or broccoli on the barbecue, and then put some sort of miso dressing or even just an olive oil lemon dressing on top. It is so delicious. Yeah. For fennel, my go-to is chop it really thinly, raw, layer it with uh, blood oranges or even just normal oranges, maybe some black olives or some roasted pistachios, but even just orange and fennel, olive oil, salt, mix it up. It is the most delicious salad with like maybe some grilled chicken or even just some other vegetables. I'm actually I'm actually starting to salad. I can hear that. Me too. I'm there. And, and silver beet, which people get scared by silver beet. And they're like, mm. oh, I don't like silver beet. First of all, the stems are so delicious. They're so mm. sweet. So don't throw out the stems. Chop them up and put them in with the silver beet leaves. But my go-to is olive oil, chili. If you want to, a couple of anchovies, uh, garlic. Fry that up really slowly so it all dissolves. In goes your wet chopped up silver beet and it's good if it's a little bit wet because it just it caught it helps it to saute mm. and then on top a can of either chickpeas or cannellini beans and half a can of tomatoes and you cook that down and i tell you it is the most delicious meal with a good lashing of olive oil and if you're a, you know got a bigger appetite maybe a piece of crusty bread on the side they they are my three go-to recipes we're going to swap now what are your what are your, <laughs> what, are your what are your three go-to's 
I will say for broccoli, I love popping broccoli in pasta. So I like sort of grating it um, and particularly using like the tips of the broccoli, giving them a bit of a burn. I actually really do love charring broccoli. That would have been my answer if you hadn't taken it first. <laughs> uh, and you know, one thing that I did, I had some leftover curry paste in the fridge and I mixed that with a little bit of peanut oil and um, kind of rubbed that into my broccoli florets and I roasted that. And that was like next level. That was really tasty. So it's like an easy way to add spice to your to your veg. Uh, but just burn broccoli. That's put it in a hot, hot oven, preheated tray, uh, and just let it color up and then it'll be ready. Uh, you can blanch it first if you want to, but it cooks quicker than you think. And uh, then the fennel, I would probably either 100% fennel and orange salad, like oof. But also, have you ever done panko crumbed fennel chips? Ooh, I like fennel wedges? Oh, what? my God. So you blanch the fennel and then you crumb it. I am. You crumb it like a nugget and you, or like a, like a chip and then you fry it. You fry it till it's golden and because uh, fennel can be eaten raw. So it just kind of softens it slightly. It doesn't braise it in the way that you totally can braise it. I've got a fennel cacciatore in my book, which is, I don't know if you've done that yet, but that's very you, Sandro. You should be doing that like a, with a freeform polenta dumpling, fennel cacciatore. Mwah, bene. Um, and then for silver beet, I would definitely saute it in the way that you do. And remember that the stalks need a little bit longer than the, than the leaves. So I'd chop the stalks up and sweat them down first with your onion or shallot or garlic and or garlic. Uh, and then I would add the leaves and they only need five minutes. And then you've got your base and you can de decide. So you can take it to like a Greek direction, make it like horta. So lots of fresh lemon juice, olive oil, uh, salt, pepper, some crumbly feta if you wanted to. Or you could take it to a Georgian direction. I've got a silver beet khachapuri, which I do, which is like a cheese pie. And the silver beet is through that cheesy mix. So that's another thing you can do. Even sort of um, silver beet instead of spinach sautéed for, for breakfast. We often do that. And I definitely like it, as you say, with, with chickpeas or beans. On the topic of pasta, you know, again, I know that I'm singing, preaching to the choir. Um, there's so many vegetables that love pasta that are in season right now. Radicchio, I love burnt radicchio in like a radicchio and sausage pasta. I love adding peas to farfalle or a bow tie pasta. Um, I feel like I'm mentioning feta a lot, but feta just goes so well with peas. And um, and so, and peas, mint, feta and bow tie pasta. Oh my God, lemon zest, olive oil, salt, pepper live your best life. Um, and zucchini flowers. Zucchini flowers oh, are very much in season. Yes. Hey, wombok is all around us. So next time you want to make a coleslaw, make it with wombok. It's a softer type of cabbage, mm. sweet, soft, crunchy. Um, make a slaw, carrot, wombok. You know, the other thing I love, I love, uh, which is going to speak to your, your roots as well, I think, uh, steamed wombok. Oof. And then you roll uh, meat, basically a meat oh, rice yes. mixture. Mm -hmm. uh, you can put in sort of dried dried fruit, uh, pine nuts, uh, lots of nice spices, uh, and then you roll it up like you would in almost a kind of pastry, mm. but you use the wombok, the cabbage leaves, and then you cook that with a tomato sauce in the oven. Oh, I tell you what, you cabbage end up rolls. eating you end with cabbage <laughs> rolls, exactly. You end up eating a whole cabbage. Yes. But it's just this great way of getting veg into your meal. And kids love it. Kids, my, my nieces, they call them 
vegetable sausage rolls because you oh, kind of it. end up with basically a sausage roll, but it's actually mostly rice mm. and and uh, and then it's cabbage. It's ah, oh, it's so true. Wombok, such a good such a good one. All about it. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Vic Health, Victoria's own health promotion agency. Alice, I want to ask you two questions from our audiences. So the first one is from Katie. She says, I really enjoy eating certain fruits and vegetables, uh, even if they're not technically in season. So is this bad for my health? Should I stay away from certain foods when they're t- technically available but not in season? I think it doesn't, it's not so much your health, Katie, that you should be thinking about. It's probably food miles that people would have, would take the most um, umbrage with. So something like um, if the asparagus is from Peru, probably don't buy it because um, part of the, the joy of asparagus is the fact that it's so fleeting. Um, by the same token, there are some vegetables that probably you just won't, your body won't enjoy them because they might be a little bit too cooling for the time of the year. So People might say avocado in winter is not a good idea because it's cool and damp. Whereas in summer, when you want to be cooled down, avocado is fantastic for exactly those things. So eating with the seasons is certainly more nutritionally sound. But if you have this craving for a veg or a fruit, that's probably your body's way of telling you that that's what you do want to eat right now. And if you're not doing it all the time, if you're like 80-20, um, any plant that you eat is probably going to be a good plant for you, you know, uh, unless it's like belladonna. Maybe don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was what was the last thing that you had like a massive craving for? Oh, um, veggie. The last, what was the last veggie? The last veggie that I had a massive craving for, I actually just had some pumpkin kasha, which is like, a, you know, you can use any sort of um, grain, but it's like a millet and um, sautéed pumpkin kasha, and I popped some crumbled feta on it so on brand today and I just genuinely was craving it maybe it was definitely a childhood thing you know any sort of mushy veg yeah you're looking for that childhood comfort so that was my last craving what was your last veg craving oh I I have to say one of my one of my go-to dinners at least once a week is pasta pasta piselli which is the pasta with the peas that you talked about Mm. but I, I just do it with um onion parsley uh lots of peas a little bit of pancetta and then I cook the 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 pasta and a bit of water with the peas so you just boil <sighs> it's one pot boil the bejeebas out of it it is absolutely delicious it's Yum. it's ready in no time and it's mostly peas to be honest and for me i i get i get a craving for for that for that pasta yeah. uh probably once a week yeah yeah i'm gonna i might do um in fact now you've now you've talked me into it the other one is the pasta checi which you know is the chickpea pasta also yes. uh, a massive staple in our household the last question is is from sean Sean wants to know about organic. So organic versus non-organic, you know, should we be trying to buy organic? It's expensive. So if mm-hmm. we are buying organic and seasonal, you know, should we can we prioritise what we're buying? Yes. So um, you should be looking for um, people that are, if, if it says low spray or organic in conversion, or at the very least, you've got some sense of where that grower is growing their food, chances are they're giving enough of a shiitake for their food to be pretty clean in inverted commas. In Australia, we actually are very fortunate that there are less and less growers that are using 
really strong chemicals on on their veg growing anyway. And in fact, there's a lot of more people going back to a regenerative agriculture approach where it's more about the soil being healthy than mm. spraying the vegetables on top of it. So sometimes trying to buy organic means that people um, set themselves a barrier that's insurmountable. So my recommendation to you is, um, Sean, if it's stopping you from buying the potatoes, buy the darn potatoes, you know, <laughs> like do your best. And again, some veg, particularly if you've got a choice between conventional in season and um, loose and looking lush versus organic out of season in cling wrap and looking mm -hmm. sad, then you've got your answer. So again, we are so fortunate to be living in this country with some really passionate producers, both organic and conventional. So we shouldn't be allowing labels to mm. stop us from supporting them, but also from nourishing ourselves with food that is going to make us feel great. You know, I, I, a couple of months ago, it came out that those lists, those like clean 13, dirty dozen, whatever they are, those are very much for a North American audience. So we can mm. sometimes get... Um, bamboozled by some of the stuff online and some of the little you know the echo chamber chatter so don't don't let yourself be bamboozled listen to experts like old mate Sandro DeMeo over here uh, <laughs> like our friend Sandro and just eat more veg that's that's my message to you whether it's organic or conventional eat more veg off my soapbox now <laughs> no no that makes a, a shiitake load of sense great uh, and I, I had to I had to throw your pun back at you. Um, but look, Alice, it's been absolutely awesome. You make you are one of honestly one of the few people I have ever met who not only manages to make eating vegetables easy and stress free and beautiful, but also fun. And it's so great to chat to you. And I really appreciate your time coming and talking about what is in season, why it matters, how to cook it, how to enjoy it, how to share it, because this is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves, for our planet, but also, you know, just to enjoy really great food with other people. So it's been an absolute pleasure as always and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. There is so much room in my heart for you, Sandro DeMeo. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Thanks for listening to the In Good Health podcast. To find out more about the work that we do, head over to our website, vichealth.vic.gov.au. Oh, and make sure you check us out on social media under at vichealth.